And now there's a new form of cyber matchmaking, college networking websites. Is this perhaps the next big thing? It's Mark Zuckerberg, creative, creator of Harvard's thefacebook.com. Mark, if somebody was to put the question to you about the, the magnitude of what you think you've launched, how big do you think your product or your service is? Well, it's impossible to tell. When we first launched, we were hoping for, you know, maybe 400, 500 people. Harvard didn't have a Facebook, so that's the gap that we were trying to fill. And now we're at 100,000 people, so who knows where we're going next. Um, we're hoping to have many more universities by fall, hopefully over 100 or 200. And from there, we're going to launch a bunch of site applications, which should keep people coming back to the site and maybe could make something cool. The story of Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook is one for the ages. Billions weren't cool, trillions were the thing. And we're all familiar with its first chapter, an origin story rooted in a scandal so big it earned its own Oscar-winning blockbuster. The privileged Winklevoss twins who claimed Facebook was their idea and Mark stole it. And after a lengthy legal stoush, the twins were paid out a measly $64 million, an outcome they continue to appeal today. I would too if that very company was making the payout total literally before lunch every single day. And to his credit, the Zuck built Facebook up to be one of the biggest companies in business history, with a market cap more than $1 trillion 12 months ago. Now, although still a relative behemoth, Facebook is facing its biggest challenges yet. Declining user growth, a string of PR gaffes, and product feature misfires. Their early mantra, move fast and break things, once liberated them, but now it leaves them vulnerable. And as that saga continues to play out, we see a sequel to the movie developing. A twist nobody could see coming. As Mark amassed his fortune and took over the world, becoming one of the richest people on earth, the Winklevoss twins dusted themselves off after chapter one and behind the scenes kept themselves busy, slowly building an empire and not breaking a thing in the process. Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss are well past caring about their stolen baby Facebook. They have a bigger idea. It's an idea that drives the future of money. And the graph for now is trending up. This episode, we look at how the tides are starting to turn on the famous narrative of the social network in what could be one of the greatest business revenge stories of all time. My name is Tommy McCubbin, TV host and creative director, and this is Future Sandwich, Revenge of the Winklevi. We're back now at 7.42 with the controversy surrounding the new movie, The Social Network. It's Hollywood's take on the creation of Facebook. NBC's Mara Schiavacampo has details on this. Mara, good morning to you. Well, good morning, Matt. When he created Facebook, 26-year-old Mark Zuckerberg made his fair share of enemies. He was accused of stealing the idea for the website, an allegation that will now play out on the big screen. Zuckerberg's former classmates, identical twins Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss, sued him in 2004, saying they hired the computer prodigy for help with their social networking site months before Facebook launched. But Zuckerberg decided to steal their ideas and the business plan and to launch his own website. Wait a second, isn't this the exact project that we were working on? 
and isn't this the exact person that we were working on it with. The twins, Olympic rowers now getting MBAs from prestigious Oxford University in England, settled the case in 2008 for a reported $65 million, part of it in Facebook stock. The infamous dispute kicked off years of insane growth for Facebook, fiercely snapping up or copying anyone who even looked like a competitor. They bought VR leader Oculus, chat heavyweight WhatsApp, and in what goes down as one of the best acquisitions in business history, Facebook's darling Instagram. The numbers were phenomenal, peaking last year with over 100 billion in revenue and almost 3.5 billion users across their platforms. These years not only transformed the media landscape, but our lives. However, they were littered with PR dumpster fires for Facebook and Mark. Let's rattle off a few of their grossest hits. Propaganda agency Cambridge Analytica harvested 87 million Facebook profiles and conducted an experiment that stirred up and divided millions of the middle into supporting Brexit and Trump. Now, when even a sniff of competition reared its head over the past 15 years, they've either been acquired or copied by the Zuck. Apart from Instagram stories, most have fallen flat, missing the mark with eye-roll reactions, being late to the party most all of the time. Their billion dollar vision for VR company Oculus hasn't matched reality. Simply put, when was the last time you wore a headset in a meeting? Approximately never. Now the year of VR remains elusive still. Enragement, engagement. That's what we started calling their algorithm once we figured out the more divisive and combative the reaction the content got, the more clicks, and the more clicks, the more revenue. And this unethical business model has negatively impacted almost everyone on the planet in social and political contexts. No more affected have been the teenagers. Our hypothesis was confirmed when whistleblower Francis Horgan exposed the not-so-hidden agenda of the company, with its algorithm tearing young girls apart. She's quoted, there is no will at the top to make sure these systems are run in an adequately safe way. Until we bring in a counterweight, these things will be operated for the shareholders' interests and not in the public interest. I'm going to throw to AOC on the Capitol Hill to take this one. Facebook, which is a publishing platform, an advertising network, a personal telecommunications network, a surveillance corporation, a content distributor, now also wants to establish a currency um, and act through its wallet as, at minimum, a payment processor. Um, why should these activities be consolidated under one corporation? Congresswoman, uh, the, the one thing that we are focused on really is solving problems for the very people who are left behind right now and we believe it's important because we have the ability to invest and we have the products to deliver those services that will solve problems the same way we've reduced costs for people to communicate on our messaging apps. I see. Then there's LibraCoin, the Facebook currency. 
The Libra concept was not only massively ambitious, it was the first time the world slapped Facebook back into place en masse. It was a very public reflection on society's level of trust in Mark and his company. The beauty of cryptocurrencies is they are not controlled by a central body. No trillion dollar corporation behind the wheel, benefiting themselves first, always. Cryptocurrencies should be open, free and fair. And as far as what's at stake here, no one describes it better than Professor Scott Galloway. I would argue in this instance that this is an insult to dictators. Look at what Mark Zuckerberg tried to do last year. He proposed a third class of stock last year, fortunately his board rejected it, that said if he sold his entire economic interest in the company, he would still control a community more vast than Christianity, more vast than the population of the Southern Hemisphere, plus India. We were all freaked out when Castro took over a Caribbean island nation of 11 million people, but now we have a 33-year-old college dropout that oversees a community greater than the Southern Hemisphere. What could go wrong? And are by the you, are way- Are equating Zuckerberg to Castro? I think he's scarier. This is an, this is an individual who has control over the content that 2.1 billion people see. And by the way, he cannot be removed from office. We have to endure Trump for six years. Trump will, or Putin will be dead in 10 to 20. Zuckerberg could be with us for 70 years. The board of directors there isn't a board, it's an advisory board. The most powerful and, in my view, dangerous person in the world is the Zuck. So what do we do when our brand is in tatters? It is time for us to adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. The metaverse is awesome, and whether it feels similar to the early days of Second Life or it manifests itself in a fully immersive virtual environment, the temperature after Meta's announcement was cold. We can all see Mark's ambition is to own, control, and profit all over again. And since their rebrand, not much has gone right. Their earnings call in Feb 2022 showed declining user growth and forecast revenue slumps, and as a result, the single biggest drop in value in the history of the world, knocking more than $230 billion from its market cap, bringing it to around $660 billion. Now, Mark Zuckerberg slipped to 10th richest person in the world, taking a $31 billion hit. In a company-wide meeting shortly after, he was reported to be red-eyed and trying to inspire the troops to focus exclusively on short-form video, a domain dominated by TikTok. The Zuck is stuck. Although still amassing ridiculous revenue, his brand earning potential is flattening. Meta seems incapable of launching compelling features in their existing products, and his ability to acquire new companies is stifled by much-needed regulation. We're hanging out. Uh, drinking on the beach and some guy recognizes and he's like Winklevi from the movie Social Network We're like, hey, what's up? And he's like, have you guys thought about Bitcoin? And we're like, what's Bitcoin? No, and he started telling us about it 
it sounded really weird. Then we took a shot of tequila, and then it sounded like it made a lot of sense. Right. Did, did I read you guys own like 1% of all the world's Bitcoin? You read that, yeah. Is that true? Yep. While the Zuck built a trillion dollar empire based on a closed, centralized network, the twins shifted their focus years ago to an open and decentralized technology platform, the blockchain, and more specifically, crypto. If we stand back and look at the long, long-term prospects for Meta and the twins, I believe the twins are positioned for one of the great business comebacks of all time. Now, although it's rough seas ahead for crypto, the business model for ventures built on the blockchain is far more compelling than that of a closed ad revenue model, which Meta will struggle to ever untangle itself from. Also, it makes it near impossible as long as the biggest villain in Silicon Valley is at the wheel. One of the big reasons why twins are all in on Bitcoin specifically is because they believe it's gold 2.0. It's a finite store of value and it's been traded for thousands of years and will likely continue to be traded for thousands of years. But it's finite and so is Bitcoin. And they believe this is its secret source. So we still think it's really early. Um, we think uh, Bitcoin's gold 2.0 it will disrupt gold, so its market cap has to be 10 trillion or more because that's the market cap of gold. So Bitcoin's hovering around 1 trillion now. We still think it's a 10, at least conservatively a 10x from here. So even at 35,000, it feels like um, a, a really good buying opportunity uh, long term because we think at a $10 trillion market cap, um, we think a, a, one Bitcoin will be worth uh, $500,000. And we think that could happen inside this decade, uh, definitely the next five years. So we're hodlers at least until $500,000. Yeah. And then at that point, you won't even have to sell because you can borrow off or whatever. You know, we, we've seen this, but yeah, like Cameron said, our, our, our gold 2.0 thesis is that it disrupt, Bitcoin disrupts gold. And we think that's the conservative bull case. Obviously, yeah. Bitcoin's a lot more than gold. It's an open source project that continues to evolve and can do so much more. It can become the global reserve digital currency of the world, of the galaxy. Like when we get to Mars, what's the currency going to be on Mars? It's going to be dollars? No, it's going to be yeah. Bitcoin. So the mission to democratize access to crypto and more specifically Bitcoin was the twins' next frontier. They founded Gemini, which lets you buy, sell and store crypto. There is a credit card attached where you can earn rewards and various other mainstream features you'd expect from a traditional bank, such as earning interest on your crypto. And to double down on blockchain even more, they expanded Nifty Gateway, which lets punters buy, sell and store NFTs. Now it's the community spirit behind this platform, which is night and day with that of Meta and its users. Well, this has always been a, a retail driven phenomenon from day mm -hmm. one. Banks don't know how to get their head around it, their compliance office okay with it. So like Wall Street's still not even there really, but it's really been a movement of the people. It's all about the individual and empowering the individual. And that's why we started Gemini, to build simple, safe, reliable products to empower people to get into crypto. Right. And it still is an individual movement. It's everybody in this room. Mm -hmm. It's not like a nameless organization or, or faceless organization. It's really all of you. Mm -hmm. Right. So. We've seen that in, in the, just the new baseline, the level of support for Bitcoin, the understanding, the people in it. Um, it's incredible. I mean, 2017 was an interesting year. It was kind of exciting. This is an order of magnitude, um, bigger, more substantial. And even if there's a correction, 
or you know, another crypto winner or whatever, because you know, things can get overexcited, like it's just going to be a completely different market and baseline. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited, and, and that's going to happen again into the next happening. And the, and the US dollar is going to keep getting printed at the same time. Right. So you know, we think it's super early days. We've never been more bullish. And like we said, like, we think there's at least a 10x from here in terms of price appreciation for Bitcoin, and, and very likely much more. Zuckerberg can be credited with building a platform that transformed the world's culture and economy. But his true ambitions keep surfacing. And now it seems he's lost the script. Whether you believe he stole their idea or not, Zuckerberg is getting smashed commercially and reputationally. Now I trust the twins more than I trust Zuck. And maybe this is evidence that the twins are more capable of big ideas than Zuckerberg is. And back at Harvard, he was incapable of inventing Facebook without them. I don't find pleasure in watching Facebook take hits and tank because they could have set a precedent that big tech wasn't greedy, divisive, destructive and short-sighted. They could have created a space that truly made the real world better. Now let's be clear, Meta still brings in billions a quarter, but if they continue on this path, they will slip and technologies built on the blockchain will continue to prove why open always beats closed. My name is Tommy McCubbin and this has been another episode of Future Sandwich. If you enjoyed the pod, share it with a mate and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Connect with me and the show at futuresandwich.com. Full versions of all the clips from this show are available on the website at futuresandwich.com. And thanks to Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for the use of the commercial music in the show. Now, this is a not-for-profit, and all the links to buy, stream, and download the music used in the show is in the show notes too. I think we use the Who in there as well. That'll be there. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. <laughs>